0: And we're back with another episode of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. My name's Damien Greathead. I'm sitting here in sunny Sydney and my co-host, Penny Breslin. Um, sunny, sunny San Diego, Penny, or how's the weather outside your window today?
1: Sunny last night was wonderful thunder and lightning show and very sunny and gorgeous today.
0: Wonderful. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, Strategy and the Virtual Controller, we're here to help accountants and bookkeepers uh, run their business be more intentional in their business uh, and help them help their clients. Uh, Accountants and bookkeepers have an uncanny knack to to be able to tell a story from columns and numbers. Most business owners don't have that knack. And so what we want to do is we want to help empower accountants and bookkeepers to take on that role and and help their clients better understand their numbers. Um, It requires re-engineering the business, it requires leveraging technology, it requires change and bringing the team and the clients on board. And and that's what we're focused on at Strategy and the Virtual Controller, uh, trying to help practitioners do this. Penny and I have worked with uh, thousands of firms around the world and helped them, um, some more successfully than others, uh, uh, transition and, and change their firm. Uh, and basically, we're here to share our insights and, and stories along the way. So, satvc.co is our uh, is our website. You can go there and find previous episodes. You can go there and find any links to any articles that we discuss as well. But um, today, Penny, we've we put it off long enough. Uh, pricing, um, probably one of the more... Well, actually... I, this whole change process is, is difficult um, moving, moving away from that traditional firm. Pricing is just another component of the change process, but um, I think it's one of the biggest stumbling blocks. What do you think?
1: I think it is uh, an equally difficult stumbling block and it is something that has to be constantly monitored and that is what's, that's what makes it ongoing difficult. You can kind of get through some of the other stumbling blocks of changing into a um, a different type of firm, one that's much more focused into the 21st century. But this is something that has to be monitored closely and, and ongoing and just ongoing. Uh,
0: and, and, and also, um, because of the rapid change of technology, you, you, yeah. you, you might be becoming more efficient, you might be becoming less efficient, whatever it is, if you're not monitoring it closely, um, you can, you can uh, be in the red very quickly, can't you?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, prices on apps that, you know, you've made a decision to use, whether you're paying them or you're charging the client for them or the client is paying for them direct. That makes a difference in your pricing. Um, Certainly the uh, pay scale of the people that you're paying um, and how efficient they are is included in that. And then also the speed at which your client uh, works in conjunction with you as a team member um, is also part of what you have to take into consideration for pricing. So the pricing for one client may not be the same as another, which is why I've always been somewhat discomforted by that. Put these three prices on your website, you know, uh, (laughs) bronze, silver, and gold, you know, it it was a nice little uh, marketing ploy and it was a great loss leader to get people in the door, but it's, not the reality. It's just not the reality. Uh,
0: but I think one one thing that it did do is it did um, lift the veil of secrecy of what was in, involved in pricing of accounting and bookkeeping services, and I th- I think it sort of set up the wrong expectation for the client, because you would see you would see these gold, silver, bronze, and from seven hundred dollars, from nine hundred dollars, from from twelve hundred dollars, and so me the business owner i i assumed that it was going to be 700 but but my, my, my point there was that at least it 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 brought some visibility into the pricing process for the consumer for the customer for the client because previously um a bill showed up however many months or however many weeks after the fact with no real explanation of 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 the price it was 10 hours multiplied it was a hours multiplied by a rate Um, and and no real insight into, well, how long does it take to do any of these tasks? So I I, I think I agree with you. I think it was a good marketing tactic, but I think as well, it did help practitioners as well recognize that they've got to bring visibility into their pricing methodology rather than this this very easy, um, but very out of date hours multiplied by rate.
1: I'll give you that. I'll agree with you on that 100% because I think that, you know, when that whole concept was first being absorbed, um, there was still uh, many business owners that did not have insight into the technology and apps that do make this work from a certain side of it easier and another side actually more difficult. (laughs) There's, There's a balance there. Um, But and so they they can see they're using apps that are very client facing and they can see advertisements the same way you do as to what apps are good for business owners to use. So transparency had to be a part of that. Um, And that was a really good place to start. Kind of like when you begin, you would begin with ABC, Sound of Music. That was a very good place to start. Um, But it's not it's not viable. No, yeah. And, you know, if all you're going to do is sit there and uh, allocate and reconcile and produce a P&L on a balance sheet at the end of every month or at the end of every quarter, you can probably price that out and then hope like heck that your client and the technology you've implemented flows completely in the way you would like it. And I don't say in the way it, sh- it should, because there. The way we would like it to, and that doesn't happen because humans are involved.
0: Yeah, and 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 because and and also Penny, one of the things that has happened in um, in recent years is the sort of the tax and the bookkeeping. There's fee pressure there, isn't there? There, it it has become commoditized. Um, people are more than happy to pay for the value add activities, but I think the the compliance, the tax. That um, monthly bookkeeping etc, there is a fair bit of fee pressure there, which means um, to be competitive, there's not a lot of margin once you sort of pay for the technology and pay for the the, the, the labor is there in, no. in that in that tax and com- in that tax and the bookkeeping services
1: No, there isn't but then again, um, you know I think you can if you implement a decent pricing program and you watch it well, which we can talk about how that happens maybe later but then you discover which client you really want want to work with i mean you can say that that there's a a a pricing factor in um in many of these issues where it's been commoditized but there's also uh there are businesses that are going to look for the cheapest way to do everything and mm-hmm. Do you really want to take them on as a client? If they're going to balk, um, they may be balking because prior they had a bookkeeper or an accountant who really didn't do much of anything. So maybe it's up to you as the accountant bookkeeper who uh, surprises and wows them enough for them to go, yeah, I don't want to lose you. Uh, I'll pay your rate. Uh, There's that aspect of it.
0: And, and I think that's definitely a skill is that ability to talk to your clients about the services and the value that those services provide. So um, uh, what, uh, what was the term for real time that one of your clients uses? Penny, it's not real time. It's sort of up to date or, or what was, can you remember that term from a couple no, of episodes ago? Yeah.
1: No, I don't uh, remember. The, that term, but I do remember. I tell them it's 72 hours. There's no real time but
0: regardless and, and and but that there's a reason why it's 72 hours and there's a value for it being on that time frame so I think that's the the, the, the important thing is developing that skill that communicates the value that you bring to the table yes. but um, penny let, let me just sort of pause there because I think as, as we are inclined to do we can sort of head off in in tangents tangents. Very quickly um, why don't we sort of strip it back and and start with this pricing spectrum Um a lot of people say trash the timesheet and the billable hour is dead. Do you, do you have any situations where you see billing by the hour still applicable in the accounting industry?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, we great. I'm glad we didn't get into a rumble straight out of the, straight out of the gate.
1: Yeah, no, you bring on a new client. You cannot do that new client um, based on a flat rate. Uh, you can't. You have to do discovery. Um, you don't know what you don't know. The client doesn't know what they don't know, and the software doesn't know. The AI robots don't know what they don't know. Um, and um, so, there's definitely in the the lo- the older the company, the longer the company's been established, the more the hours are of cleanup and bringing it to snuff. And it's during that time that you know for all those onboarding checklists and for all because i'm really big about checklists and yeah i got onboarding checklists and yeah i can ask clients questions and stuff like that invariably i'm gonna get oh two weeks later did i forget to tell you about this so (laughs) um so no yeah hourly is on definitely on a new client until you get comfortable i think i think that there are there certainly become there comes a point where you can eyeball a business, especially if it verticalized, especially mm-hmm. if verticalized. you can eyeball a business based on the length of time they've been in business, the number of employees they have, the number of bank accounts and credit card accounts, and whether or not they have a merchant account, if that's the kind of business you're dealing with, whether they service a product. And there's a certain point at which you can eyeball it like a contractor can. And in the back of your head. Know how much it's going to take and give a really good, close approximation of what it would cost to get started. but definitely getting started with the client is different than doing ongoing monthly work for that client. so there's, that's the time for the for the timesheet.
0: And and so I um I, I agree on the particularly for cleanup, you don't know what you don't know, charge by the hour. I, I don't think there's any problems o- on that front. But you're also saying for the first two, three months, charge by the hour um as you get a better sense of the business. Is is yes. is, is that your belief?
1: That's typically what I do.
0: Okay, and how do clients respond to that?
1: Um well if they they're a client they've obviously responded well if they are not a client they didn't and I go okay fine <laughs> I don't want to do it um, yeah I've, I've, I've burned myself up enough uh, trying to fix issues for people who wanted it done for nothing and yeah you know what I'm too old for that but
0: yeah I think you're right we've, we've screwed up enough to to, to know better enough. haven't we
1: yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if, if, and the other thing too, is I'm sorry, maybe you have something to hide and I don't really want to work with your business like that, but that's off track here. Mm. So yeah, mm. you, you, you've got, you, you've got the option and I think you've got the absolute right to say, I've got to do this at a certain amount of time and I'm going to do it based on hourly because I don't know what I don't know. And but like, you know, you get to the point where uh, we, get, we get asked to do this a lot, where uh, an accountant will bring on a new client and they'll just hand us the file and say, go through the file. We have a checklist, all the things we've got to check on, what's been done, what has to be done. And we give them a report back the next day that this is what is, what is here, this is what needs to be inputted and taken care of, and this is how long it's going to take. And the estimate comes in, and it is an estimate. Based on the information we had on that date, the estimate comes in, and we're usually pretty close at it. It's not something, and this is something that, (laughs) here's a mistake that happened with us. Inadvertently, without, without me realizing it, one of our employees got asked to do that, and they didn't ask the supervisor to do it. They asked the preparer because they didn't understand on our side. And that was my fault for not explaining the way the teams worked. And they asked the preparer to give them an estimate on a file and didn't, mm. and, it, and the, and the communication was directed directly towards her. So nobody was really paying attention to this. And till the accountant that hired us came back and said, Whoa, wait a minute. Look at how many hours this took. That's not what you told us. And I said, who told you it was going to take something with that much work, that many hours and they, well, this person did not I went, what the f? <laughs> and I apologized and I discounted that work down because that particular person was not qualified to make that judgment. She didn't have the experience. She didn't understand what it was she was supposed to be doing. She just was deer in the headlights and afraid to say no to a client. Now, that's just the kind of culture and person I'm dealing with. I get that. But and I once I explained it to the accountant, they they understood um what they should have gone to the supervisor and not to the preparer for this. But but we have people who have been doing this enough that I know that if I give this to them, they're going to come back with clear information and it's going to be very very close to an estimate, but they've been doing it for years. And they've seen all kinds of different files.
0: And, and I, think, I, I, th- I, think I think also what, what happens, you made, you made a good point it. there that they wanted to answer the client's questions. They wanted to do the right thing by the client, so they just launched into something. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen a lot in accounting firms where a client calls up and says, how about this? Um, what 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 would happen in this situation? And so rather than the accountant taking a step back and saying, okay, we need to sit down and explore this and examine this and and here's what it would look like from a cost perspective they just launch straight into the project don't yes. they and start yes. racking up time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and one of the best stories i i heard was um a client was absolutely ropeable because um the the accountant had launched into research for a tax credit had sent him a bill for 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 four hours of research at two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, but the tax credit only saved him three hundred dollars in the <laughs> end. So, th- this, th- this, th- the trap that it's customer service. If I'm able to answer the question as quickly as possible, uh, but actually, that's not what the client's asking, are they? The client's no. asking to get a better understanding.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and like I, oftentimes, I because I'm not the accountant doing the work. I've seen enough of it that I can make a judgment, but if somebody comes <clears throat> to me with something like that, I'll go, you know what? That's really interesting. Give me more details. How about if I take a look at this and get back to you on it tomorrow? I'll turn it over and give it to my team who actually has done this, who's actually been in the trench on this type of project and said, what do you think? How, do you, how much time do you think it's going to take? And
0: And actually, if if you get back to the client in 24 hours, maybe even 48 hours with a proposal or a quote or an estimate, actually, if you get back to them with the the next business day, they're going to be absolutely delighted with that estimate, aren't they, and that level of service?
1: Well, yeah, because it's a little bit more realistic. They know you've thought it out. Yeah, Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But okay, so what what's what i've i've definitely picked up there is is we can build by the hour for the things that we, that we know that we don't know but now as we start to move into the known um the the other thing i picked up there is it's so critical to have the systems the processes the checklists in place uh, to make sure you do really good discovery to 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 know as much as you can because again i've i've seen a whole bunch of firms their pricing and their margin blown out of the water because there were two extra credit cards or, or, or two extra bank accounts that they just didn't take the time to really understand the business and really look under the hood, so to speak, um, of, of the client's business.
1: There's that. There's plus is the fact that the client maybe added those things after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've had that happen where um, we had a client. Um, we took on early on and their rate it stayed pretty solid for about a year or so. And then all of a sudden I, cause we take, even though we were doing flat rate, uh, I have to, I track time. I track the time for a myriad of other reasons other than billing, billing. And I took a look at that and I went, whoa, what the hell happened here? Uh, and it was like, oh yeah, we meant to bring that up to you last month. The client added this e-commerce engine into their accounting program. And now we're getting three or 400 transactions a day to deal with. (laughs) And I went, well, that's a horse of another color. And so it was was simple. But you know what the thing is, because we were tracking it, and because of the way they enter their time, and they count the number of transactions, and the reason they count the number of the transactions is we need to see if they're getting quicker. Um, I was able to go to the client and say the next day and say, um, you see this? And yeah, I'll bet you that's costing you a lot more work. And I go, it is. He goes, so that means my price is going up. I go, yeah, it is. (laughs) And he goes, okay. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't even a problem.
0: But again, it's um, it, it's this transparency and this open line of communication and yes. managing a client's expectations from the get-go. I, I don't think any client is going to be frustrated or annoyed if you come back to them to say, looks like we're doing more work for you because you're generating more revenue, because you're generating more sales. Fantastic. But we need to talk about what we're doing and the cost that we're doing it for. Absolutely. Again as long as you're upfront about that and you bring it to their attention uh, as quickly as possible they'll probably just be a bit annoyed that they they couldn't get one get away with it for one month more or whatever it is but but they're business people as well
1: yeah that's true and i've had um two occasions uh well well just the other day where i had to call a client and say you know i need to talk to you about the pricing and he just he goes he goes wait a minute and he pulls up he goes whatever you want, I'm sure it's going to be fair. That's <laughs> yeah, all he said. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I told him what it was, and he goes, again, fair, go ahead. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, they got six seats with us. It wasn't a small amount of change. Mm-hmm. But um, another client who said, look, it, I hired you for cheap labor. I'm not paying anymore. <laughs> and I went, "Okay, goodbye." And then I was going to say, oh, what do I you do? Do you say goodbye days or, days.
0: or do you just Yeah, do you, or, or do you just stop once it hits the the retainer?
1: Uh well, there was no, it was just month to month, so I just said, "Okay, mm. we'll finish out the month and then we'll be done."
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. And and I think it's important just to 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 stand firm on that um because that's your, your your business is, is then being dictated by someone else. Anyway, we, we digress yeah. um, and off on another tangent. But, okay, so now we've – you mentioned that you're timing the team. Not timing might not be the right word, but you're you're seeing how long it takes the team to do certain activities and certain transactions. And at the end of the day, as we move from billing by the hour to, say, a fixed pricing um focus, again, it's still going to come down to time and rate, isn't it? it just,
1: yes, it is. It does but come down to big, time big and based rate. Based
0: on, the, on, on the, yeah. the, the activities that the team is doing and the rate yeah, of the to, person that's doing them.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of other aspects of billing that comes into it, like what type of firm are you, business are you, are you, are you there goes the swear jargon, um, you know w- what level of work are you performing? What types of of jobs are you performing? Because some of them that are compliance driven don't change a lot. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if you are uh, uh, if you are a bookkeeping office and you want to scale to a lot of clients, now it's like you could do flat rate as long as everybody is is doing their part and then you can scale up. You can make good money, but how much can you scale and still meet the requirements that allow you to do that flat rate? That's that's kind of where you have to play because what I see is that um, the technology stops, the, the client stops sending the information, communication stops, and now it just becomes a drudge. And mm. that flat rate becomes something that... Um, you uh, don't want to deal with. And it's not valuable for you to continue the work. And so you start going back to, like in the case of one accountant I know, she tried that. She really wanted it to work. And she went back to hourly billing. And and I asked her what happened. She goes, well, I found it. When I did the flat rate, I was losing money. And I said, why? And she goes, well, I don't know, but it was costing me more between my employees and the technology than what they were paying me. And I said, "Well, how often did you go back and look at the work that you were doing and the changing, the changes that were occurring?" She goes, "Well, that was the one thing I didn't do." So, uh-huh. I mean, if if you want to, if you if you're interested in doing some kind of a flat rate with value added uh, combination. You have to. Somebody has to be monitoring it. Um, and is and, the monitor?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I'm sort of thinking back about a previous episode as well, and and where we were trying to stick square pegs into round holes in terms of clients getting information to us in a timely manner, using the right technology, and and so facilitating this flow, but the the clients just never got it and they they were really struggling. So I think it's the same thing here as well, isn't it, that you've got your team and you've got to be monitoring that, but also your clients have got to, someone's got to be monitoring your clients to say that they're holding up their end of the bargain, getting the information to you in a timely manner um, and, and using the tools and using the apps and using them in real time because that's, if you're not monitoring it and if you're not on top of your clients, that will blow you out of the water as well, won't it?
1: Yeah, I I think that, uh, you know, we only have uh, four minutes left, but I think that there has to be transparency not only with the client, but there has to be transparency with if if it's not just you one-off bookkeeper working, which is nothing wrong with that, that can be scaled up to a certain level. But you also have to have transparency across the team. They need to know what the expectation of the client is. And they also need to know what the client has agreed to do in a timely fashion to allow you to keep that rate to be mm-hmm. profitable because they need, they're, if they're the ones who are in the day-to-day trench, they're the ones who have to warn you. Whoa. Just like Praveen warned me, Penny, we're doing a lot more transactions for this guy Happened about a month ago. You know, I'm not in there watching every single thing that's happening. She's been managing the client for months. Um, I, it was up to her to tell me because she, one, knew what our expectations were, what the goal was, what we were charging, and why we were charging it. And so she understood the service level agreement
0: mm-hmm. as the person oh, in the
1: day-to-day books. So
0: and and sort wanting. of service level yeah, yeah and service level agreements and everything. That's sort of probably our next episode. But um, but again, same type of thing is we don't necessarily need to get rid of these clients. We don't necessarily need to fire them, but we just need to recognise that they're not suited to this business model and, and, and deal with them appropriately. And that might also just be pricing those particular clients that don't follow the rules, that are, are laggards in adopting technology. Yeah, we just charge them by the hour and that's okay, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I always have two prices. This is yep. the price for the, this is the price for the good clients, and this is the price for the client who wants to be a dickhead.
0: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Peter premium. Um, okay, well, sort sort of Penny, maybe maybe that's where we leave this first. Our first foray into pricing, because I, I think we can dig a lot deeper into pricing per transaction and how we get to that price and, yeah. and, and how we monitor that. I think that's a whole episode in itself. And then we can start to add the value components on top of that. But I think um, if we try to try to deal with the fixed pricing or try to discuss fixed pricing now, we'll be sort of another 45 minutes in and, and we'll only have, have touched the surface. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. This is a, this, like team building is a lot.
0: Yeah. And, and it's a process and it's a, it's a learning process. So, um, folks come along the, come along on the, the the journey with us over the next couple of episodes, as we do discuss pricing again, we're not the experts in it by any means we've screwed up enough and and we've lost our shirt on enough engagements to, um, just to, to be able to share those experiences, uh, with you along the way. And, and, and also then I think, in the coming episodes as well, we can bring in what we've learned from other industry experts in the pricing realm. And, and there's, a, 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 there's a bunch of people out there that are helping accountants and bookkeepers with their pricing. And we'll sort of share our feedback or maybe not feedback, but sort of how we've found the actual practical implement, implementation of, of some of those theories. Um, but Penny, what I would like to do just before we do wrap up, I'd like to share a review that we had on, uh, on Apple. This was from S Birkenstein, which was, uh, which was five stars. Um, and, and they said, I'm loving this podcast. It's my life. I was hired by CPA officers to be an in-house bookkeeper. And after years of an outsourcing relationship, after three months, it became so obvious that bookkeeping did not describe the job. I was the controller. I'm all about client relationships while embracing the modernization of processes. I can't wait for more episodes. The career field has so much potential. Um, And S. Birkenstein, thank you so much for that wonderful review. Uh, And I couldn't agree more that this career field has so much potential. I I think it's an exciting time to be in accounting and bookkeeping, isn't it, Penny?
1: I actually do. I think the future is pretty bright for this area.
0: And, and so, folks, if you are enjoying the, the podcast, do us a favor, jump onto your platform and, um, uh, and leave us a review um, so that we can get the word out and, and spread the word. But uh, satvc.co is the, uh, is the website where you can catch up on all the episodes. But obviously, Spotify, Apple, Google, you can find us there as well. Um, look out for us on LinkedIn. Send us any questions that you have, any comments that you have, uh, and we'll be delighted to answer those and share those in the next episode. But Penny, always a pleasure and look forward to continuing this conversation next time.
1: You betcha, Damien. Have a great day.